Welcome to our second episode of CaseCast, where we discuss upper GI bleeds and severe hemoptysis. Thanks for listening in, and I hope you enjoy the show. My name is Lauren Robinson. I am a PGY3 resident at St. Mary Mercy Hospital. I am accompanied with our assistant program director, Dr. Hope Johnson. How are you doing today? Wonderful. <laughs> okay, glad to hear it. So we recently just started a new topic series. We are doing a GI series. Today we discussed um, esophageal disorders, acute abdominal pain and the management of that. What would be the most interesting GI case that you've had in the past and what clinical pearls do you have for residents? It's interesting how you remember the most interesting case because these, those are the cases that kind of stick in your brain forever. Could be a day later or a year later. My most interesting GI case was a patient that presents in room 14 in our old ED and he presents with a history of alcohol disease and vomiting. And when he presented, he vomited so much blood that he soaked to the, in almost the entire room, my clothes, everywhere. And then we decided, what do we do? It was the, the scariest thing I think I've ever seen someone vomit in so much blood. And I remember that we were all kind of nervous at that point, and the patient was becoming hypotensive, and we have to do some quick thinking on our feet and remember, oh, though, yes, remember the Blakemore tube. We're like, okay, let's dust that thing off. <laughs> and someone had to run and find the Blakemore tube. And it's interesting how medical students can come into play. Because I remember, I haven't used the Blakemore tube in so long. So I grabbed a med student and said, open up this package. We opened up the Blakemore tube, looked at it, and like, okay, you read the step-to-step -step guide of how to put insert the Blakemore tube while we have everyone else, you know, we had to resuscitate the patient with blood products and plasma and platelets, and we had to intubate him because he was vomiting so much blood. And the lovely medical student just stand in the corner with that Blakemore tube, <laughs> reading the instructions. And that's just how medicine is. And it kind of brings us how everyone has a place and how when everyone works together, you can really save a patient. We ended up intubating, resuscitating the patient. We also ended up putting in the Blakemore tube. And that, that's when we use the, also the whole face mask thing and kind of have it attached to the face mask. And the patient ended up being transferred for tips and survived. So the, even though it was interesting and the case and the patient was really sick and vomiting so much blood, what I remember the most of how the team worked well <laughs> and how the team worked and saved this patient's life. Without everybody doing their role, which is whether it's a nurse and getting a tool, large IVs, whether it's a tech putting the patient on the monitor, running back then we had to run for the blood products, the tech ran for the blood products to give the patient, and whether it's the the medical students reading the guide, and now probably everyone will probably pull out their iPod and, or their phones and kind of read it to us. But that's the pearl, I would say. Learn to work well with your team. And if you work well with your team in a non-emergent situation, when it becomes emergent, the team will save the patient and you. Okay, we are going to talk about certain tips with esophageal variceal bleed. The first thing to remember is these are any, like any other hypotensive patient that's bleeding. So you have to remember that when, when you resuscitate them, don't resuscitate with just IV fluids. You want to resuscitate with blood products, 
platelets and plasma and you want to do the one-to-one -one ratio to one one-to-one -to, -one to one ratio because you want to remember they're not just losing blood but they are losing platelets and they're losing plasma also and these are also usually usually liver failure patients so their so their blood products are their plasma is already deficient in a lot of these products the next thing to remember is don't forget IV antibiotics because they have a transmission of bacteria through the esophageal mucosa so they do get infections they do get sick the other thing is octeotride and the way octeotride works is that it decreases the spasmic vasoconstriction so it actually can decrease bleeding about 80% of patients and you want to remember the dose is about 50 micro micrograms per hour bolus so these are certain tips that you can remember and you can't keep that Blakeport tube in too long also you want to do a maximum of 24 hours because it has complications like anything else it can cause necrosis it can cause perforation so if you're going to do it this is not don't say you're done oh I put the blakeboard the bleeding has stopped I'm done you're not done that's when the real work start in actually getting the patient to the right um, person to actually finish the uh, saving their life and that's the tips for the day awesome. okay thank you <laughs>